0: So today, we're going to talk about um, Google I.O. and all those things that happened at Google's I.O. event last week, and other bits and bobs of tech news uh, that happened in the last seven days. So uh, Google I.O. is their big developer conference where Google launch all the new products and things like that every year and kind of show the pipeline for what's happening in the future with Google services and all their products. So this year, the big focus, similar to last year, was all about Google's AI artificial intelligence and their machine learning and bringing basically that to the next level and showing the future products. So the first thing they kicked off on was Google Photos, which is um, Google's incredible service where they let you literally let you upload, you know, all your photos for free, uh, no questions asked. Um, and basically they're using their new machine learning to enhance photos. So one of the cool tech demos they showed was that you can take an old photo where the colors may have faded or it's black and white and it can enhance the colors and basically using machine learning taking all into the, you know, the background on to color, it'll bring the color back into the photo. So rather than paying a touch of practice to do it, Google have, you know, kind of shown or intimated that their AI can do it for you, which is pretty incredible. Um, And also they showed in a kind of similar aspect to where they you want to make a photo look better and in their example they used a toddler where they had a toddler in a background and they showed that the machine learning can basically take the image and it can make uh, it black in the background so the background was a black and white then it punched up the colors in the toddler so it really brought them into focus and made the image look much better so that's just very basic things with the ai with regard to photos just Color correction photos and just making them better, but this is all happening in the background without you actually having to implement any of it. Like, Google will just do it and you know, show it to you, and you can like save it if you want or not save it. But it's a big improvement on what their camera services offer. Um, And then the next thing they moved on to was Duplex. So, Duplex is probably the most um, impressive thing Google showed um, at IO this year now. Previously, Google showed other things of um, things that never worked. The tech demo looks amazing, and this happens always with companies, but, you know, the action, the implementation of it is garbage. So Google did with last year at their Pixel event for their phone, they showed these instant translating headphones, which in um, which, you know, basically someone speaks to you in let's say French and the headphones translate it to English. Um, and then you can speak back to them if they're wearing uh, earphones Then they put them back, you you speak english back and they hear french and you're happening this conversation real time in two different languages now in reality that did not work that well so jury's out in this duplex thing but the idea is that duplex is using the google assistant um it can make a call for you in the background so let's say you hate ordering pizza or you hate making appointments at a hairdressers or something like that you can tell your assistant the google assistant to do the job for you and it will ring the place and do it for you so the example google used was they had the Google Assistant, they told the Google Assistant book me a hair appointment between, I think it was 10 and noon. So the Google Assistant rang the hair salon that I imagine is, you kind of have a preferred hair salon that you tell Google Assistant in the background initially. So rang the hair salon and in in a human voice, it didn't sound like computer, it sounded human and it got like, you know, inflection and different things like that. So it sounded like an actual person talking on the phone. It engaged with the hair salon um receptionist to book an appointment and said, can I have an appointment at uh, half 11? The the person said, no, you can't. Then it went it was rescheduled and then it said, do you have anything between uh, 10 and 11? And then it's the person said, yes. And what do they want? And then it said they just want to sit. The Google assistant said it just want the person, their client wants a simple haircut. And the receptionist said, OK, and booked them in for I think it was uh, 10 o'clock for a haircut. And they hung up the phone. And this all happened without the person realizing this was a computer. Now, Google have cleared this up since, and they said that the assistant will make it clear that they are a Google assistant. But it did weird things like it did like a mmm noise when the person, when the receptionist told them an answer they didn't want to hear, it made a mmm noise like a human would. So they're trying to humanize it, but um, it's kind of mental. So you, if you can imagine that, you know, if you take this, you know, to its extreme thing where basically there be a time when you order a pizza and you tell a Google Assistant, I want a pizza. And then it calls the, you know, the pizza place and it puts in the order fine. But like, I imagine if I was the pizza place, I would have a version of the Google Assistant running where, you know, it's just basically a computer talking to a computer and then you get the order that way. So it's getting, it's, that's, it's an incredible invitation of like what an assistant would actually do, especially when you compare it to things like Siri, which, you know, is compared to what Google showed with that is garbage. But like the, it's really impressive technology, it's kind of crazy because like that makes a lot of people's jobs kind of really redundant in a few years if that technology takes off. But it was incredible tech demo, whether it works or not in real life will be interesting or whether people even use it will be interesting. But. It was a cool tech demo and really looks forward to the future of it. The next thing they showed was they updated Gmail. Now they updated their Gmail client, I think last, two weeks ago now, to a huge new interface with their new with their material design, which is Google's graphic design system. And they implemented with it calendars, tasks, and um, Google Keep, so you can keep your notes, tasks, and calendar all in your uh, Gmail app on the desktop, which is very useful and very similar to what Microsoft do with Outlook but um, they implemented that because Gmail was kind of looking like a dinosaur for years. But the crazy thing they've implemented with Gmail this time is because Google, generally, if you use Android, they have all your keystrokes, basically you type in Google, the, Google Gboard, the, their version of the keyboard for the phone. And if you're using Chrome, it learns what you're typing and they can scan over all your emails. Google do that, they scan all over your emails anyway. They can predict, or they try to predict what you're going to say. And the demo they used was they showed a person ordering Mex- or inviting someone to Mexican food. And basically it showed the person's email address. And so they, you would type, hey, and then the Gmail auto-suggests the person's name based off their email. So it said, hey, Jackie, and then they press tab. Then it went to the next line and you type in, oh, can we meet? And then it puts in it suggests the name of like the restaurant and you put tab and then it auto-completes it. And basically, like the demo showed the person using obviously it showed the best the best aspects of it. Um, where the person tapped the buttons and you know it made the best suggestions going, oh, we can go for tacos at this time and tab, I'll have this tab, I haven't seen you in a while, tab, goodbye, tab, and you fills all this in. So basically, you press you know the person press with five buttons and it auto-completed the entire email, which again Google kind of uses as an extreme example to show that their machine learning can infer all these things and that you're you know it'll do basically most of the work for you which is an incredible tech demo um and really good for you know benign emails that you don't want to fill out that maybe you you know you fill out all the time but it's a really cool demo again and a great service going forward but i will see how it's implemented The next thing uh, Google showed was, I'll leave Android P, their latest version of Android to last, but they showed augmented reality in Google Maps in real time. And this is very useful if you travel to places you haven't a clue where you're going. So if you go abroad a lot, you basically can hold up the phone and it'll show you, so it'll look through the camera and it'll, it'll display what you see in front of you through the camera on your screen, and it'll give you directions in real time so that it'll give you arrows to follow and sites that you're seeing. So you'll know where you are in real time and it'll give you directions in real time. So you know exactly where you're going. You don't have this weird problem where the map flips around in in Google Maps and all things like that. So if you've traveled and used Google Maps, you probably know the difficulties using Google Maps when you're walking, but this looks like a very good use of augmented reality where you can basically see directions in real time. And obviously if you move that forward, you can see, you know, how that would work in cars and heads up displays and things like that. So it's pretty cool and very useful. The next thing they showed was Google Lens, and this is the kind of thing that, you know, when you when you see it in action, you're like, this is what, you know, this is what I want my phone to do. Um, basically, they showed a tech demo where Google Lens is the Google using the camera to see what, to guess what it's seeing, and then, you know, infer it onto the phone. So the demo they showed was um, previously Google Lens, could you know, if you took a picture of a, a car, Google Lens would go, would, you know, see that that's a car and then give you suggestions on the car, but might not be, you know, get it right all the time, but generally it would. So the 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 one they've used for long to know is you take a picture of a dog and it tells you, oh, this is a, a staffy or this is a, a Shih Tzu or this is a collie dog, it would tell you the breed of dog, which, you know, is, is a cute trick, but, you know, worthless really. Um, so the demo they showed this time around though was really practical. So they showed that if you have a text document in front of you, so let's say a standard text document with just the words on it, you can use the Lens app to actually copy. So you literally highlight the text on the page. So through your screen, like you would copy, like so how you normally copy and t- text based on Android on the screen or on your iPhone, um, you can do that with an actual text document in front of you. So you put the camera over the phone, over the uh, page you wanna scan, you highlight the words as if it was like on the on the screen of your phone as if it was, you know, a text message. And then similar to as a text message, you will click copy. It copies those those words and then you can use them in an app in your phone, which is incredible. So it's reading the document, knowing that there are words you know, spacing it out so that you can actually copy them and go out to the next line. It was an incredible demo and really useful, like, you know, if you're passing documents to someone or business cards or things like that, that you can just literally scan the text through the card, paste it into something else, like in real time. That's an amazing demo and really impressive use of Google Lens and showing where that technology is going. They also added voices to Google Assistant, John Edge being the big one. Who really cares? You know, they're just voices. The next thing they said that this, they're smart displays, so their version of uh, Alexa, Uh, with a tv i think it's android called was it the or amazon called the echo they're launching in the summer so basically the google Assistant with a small screen so you can imagine that being like you know if you have youtube on that you know tv for the kitchen basically and they also relaunched their news app with created by ai so it'll learn what you want to see and give you different angles of uh, story so won't create supposedly won't create an echo chamber where you're only seeing um, you know the news you want to see from sources you want to see it gives you both sides now I have used the app but it looks kind of cool and um, it's a nice interface much better than before so hopefully it'll work but again machine learning is dodgy at times so let's we'll see how it gets on and then the last thing or well, it's not the last thing they announced but it's probably the biggest thing that'll affect most people um, eventually when they gets launched is Android P so it's their latest version of Android Uh, So we're on Android O right now, 8.0. So this one will be 9.0. And it's probably the biggest update um, to Android from a a user point of view, as in from their interface. So they completely changed their interface. They've completely changed the colors of Android and they changed kind of the design of apps or how they look. So I think they've coined Design Material 2.0. And they're introducing a new gesture interface so if you're using a modern smartphone of the last two years you've noticed that bezels are getting smaller and smaller on phones so buttons are being removed from phones and the primary thing now is as much screen as possible and um, that means that you know touching buttons takes up space on the screen or is not fluid anymore so it's no good you want smaller phones a bigger screen so Um, Years ago WebOS, uh, which was the operating system of Pam they used a gesture interface and you saw it last year brought back uh, With the iPhone 10 and now Android uh, Android P is introducing as well. So basically there'll be no more uh, uh, Home button per se or back button or uh, app switcher instead You'll swipe up basically a swipe up on the verge of the home button and it'll display all your apps and you basically get cards in a in a display, and you can swipe through the cards. Very similar to the iPhone X, but a bit different in, in um in, you know an implementation, obviously. Um, very similar to WebOS, but a bit different to to um an implementation. The actual designer of WebOS works for works for Google, so that's why it's very similar. But it does look like a very inter- interesting um update to Android. Uh, they obviously showed a few different things with AI that weren't that impressive. So apparently the AI will adapt your color, brightness on your screen, um, which, you know, I, it's that's everyone knows that's gonna be garbage. Um, it also, um, supposedly the machine learning on, on Android P will learn when you run apps. So it knows what apps you're gonna want in the morning or one o'clock or five o'clock or at nighttime. And it's gonna, you know, uh, basically stop them running at certain times in the background if you're not using them and then have them ready for you to launch when you do want to use them and the idea behind this it'll say battery life so if you barely use an app ever and um, the idea is it won't use it won't have it run but then if you use it at a specific date and time it'll have it run ready for you to go so it saves battery life and um, basically it'll learn what you use the interface of how you open apps is the same you know you press the app it opens but if you open up the app on Android now, it'll suggest the five apps you use at most times. This has been in loads of different launchers and stuff like that, but uh, Google are implementing it now themselves. So. That's that. That's really all the news from IOS, great event. They didn't announce anything about the Pixel or new Chromebooks or Pixel Watch, which is be rumored they'll be probably announced in October when they announce the Pixel 3, their new phone, and probably officially launch Android P. Now, the only other thing Google did recently was they changed their um, messaging app. Google have about 15 messaging apps. Uh, the most popular being Allo, uh, their actual Android Messages and uh, Hangouts. So they've changed all that now and they have a new app again called Chat, which is basically they're updating the, um, the message formats. So they want to copy basically all the other ones, uh, basically using an open format called uh, RCS where they can do rich media in text messaging. So you can add GIFs and media or GIFs and videos and stuff that like you would in WhatsApp or Messenger and stuff like that. So to a standard text message. So that's being implemented across all Android phones as well uh, with support to carriers. It's not secure. Carriers can get uh, your data and stuff like that. So it's not as secure as WhatsApp or iMessage or things like that, but it lets you send better stuff by default. And the last few tidbits of the week are Nokia launched their probably most popular, probably be the most popular phone in, um, for the next while. The Nokia 7 Plus, it's kind of the consensus with the reviewers online, is that it's the best mid-range phone you can get. So basically the best phone you can get for 400 euro. It's got a very good camera, it's got a very good screen, and it's a very good phone. It also runs Android Go, which means that you will get the latest security updates and version of Android without much bloatware. So if you want the most secure phone you can get, running the best version of Android at the time, Android Go phone is the way to go, and the Nokia 7 Plus is probably the best version of that. It has a six-inch screen and generally it's a very it seems like a very good phone. And for those who don't know, Nokia now are no longer like uh Microsoft bought Nokia's phone division years ago. And what Nokia is now is they'll design a phone spec, they let li- they license it out, and a company called HMB are actually HMD are actually making all these Nokia phones, so they're doing a very good job. Um, but the Nokia 7 looks like their first real kind of big push. Uh, It's a mid-range phone, so it'll probably get loads of marketing and people still trust the Nokia brand. So hopefully it'll do well and it does look like a great phone. And the last thing is um, Apple have WWDC coming up on June 4th, I believe. And there are rumors around for different things like iOS updates, but the biggest rumor is that Apple are going to announce the new version of the iPhone SE. And for those of you who don't know, the iPhone SE is Apple's version of a mid-range phone. It basically was an iPhone 5 with the specs, I think of an iPhone 7 in it. So the the uh, rumor is that Apple are going to announce uh, version two of this and it's gonna be a, basically a smaller iPhone 10. So it's gonna be a, basically an all screen device, maybe with a home button that would make it all screen. So it's probably not gonna have a home button with rudimentary um, face ID or something like that, but, it would basically be an updated iPhone SE that's all its, it's all screen and has, hasn't has got the OLED panel of the iPhone 10, so it's a bit cheaper and it's for their mid-range audience. And that is the rumor. However, Apple rarely do things that are mid, you know, they do mid-range products, but they don't do mid-range prices. So it'll still probably be like 600, 700 euro, which, you know, puts it way out of like, for example, the previous phone, the Nokia 7, which is a mid-rate Android phone for 400 euro. So that's the rumor on Apple and that's all that happened, I think, in tech last week. Hopefully... Uh, We'll have another eventful week this week. Uh, If you have any questions, guys, or you like this kind of info stuff, uh, let me know. We're going to hopefully do one of these every week and we'll talk to you later. Cheers.